Well, here we are again. This is Pastor Dan doing God Talk. This is the last session of this particular message that we took a sermon and broke it up into five parts. What's going on? Where do we stand in the stream of history and the what's going on in the world? We've been talking about the book of Revelation. The angels have been holding back the winds of strife. And then in Revelation 6, we have the seven seals. A fourth of the world will be destroyed. Seven trumpets, a third of the world, seven plagues. It's going to go crazy. There's no mercy. There's no, nothing's mitigating the evil that Satan has. The four horsemen, the white horse, conquest, red horse, war, black horse, famine. You can take that spiritually. You can take it as an era of time, a thousand years ago. Or you can take all these literally and that we're coming up to a time when the world is just going to begin to fall apart. The glue that God has been using to hold the world and the universe together will begin to let go as he wants the world to understand what the world would be like. He wants to expose the lies that Satan had, that you don't need God, uh, you will not surely die, you can live on your own without God. And Satan says, I, I'm doing it, and you can be like me, we'll be like God's. And God says, let me, let me show you. I've been the one putting grace and power and food and life and giving you your work, the ability to work and all these things that you have. And uh, if you choose to let me out of your life, that's up to you. I'll respect your choice. But certain things will happen. And the book of Revelation describes that sequence. And so as I finished yesterday, we talked about the pastor who said the world was getting better and better. And there are ways, and of course, in which it is. But there's so many ways, if you look at it, do you really believe that the overall trajectory of the world is going up? And that somehow, if we just keep trying, we will get our schools right and our money right and our politics right and our health right and our culture right and we'll get everyone will get along and we'll live in peace and harmony and we'll have clean air and clean water. Everyone will have good jobs and we won't have any more poor, no more poverty, no more disaster, no more drugs, no more coronavirus, no more disasters, and we will have utopia and live in perfect harmony. We'll make our own heaven here. I said, no, we're not going to do that. We need a Jesus. We need a Savior who will come into our world and who will take us away from here to a better place that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. This is not going to be heaven. It is not heaven. It's not going to be heaven. That will be heaven when Jesus takes away to that place. Another person said to me, Petra Dan, uh, we keep talking about heaven and mansions and streets of gold. Who cares about all that stuff? We need to do more to build heavenly moments down here. We need to take responsibility for this world and find a way to make this world better. I said, okay. I absolutely agree that we should help people have more heavenly moments down here. And I give my life trying to find a way. We take water filters around the world and build churches and schools and orphanages around the world. We do the best we can trying to make the world better. But this world is not going to be good enough, even though there are exquisite moments here. I have been to places and had moments that were just profound and rich and sweet. And yes, there are some things in our world that are great, heavenly moments. But if you're in Syria and you have been bombed out and been in war for all these years, if you've been in Afghanistan, if you've been in Somalia or the Sudan or in Palestine or some of the terrible situations around the world, if you're in Italy right now or in China or these families that have lost four people in one family last week in New Jersey, cancer, diabetes, heart trouble, so many things, poverty, we have got to say to people, no, this is not going to be heaven. We're going to take you away to another place. I'm 66. I'll be 67 in a few weeks. And uh, I want to have a heaven after this. This is not good enough and not long enough. So let's uh, come down to the end of this. What shall we say as we wrap this up? 
Let's focus on this last verses in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let them come. And whoever wishes, let them take the free gift of the water of life. Hilda and I used to watch a show called Inside the Actor's Studio. The guy who did that had just passed away in his 90s a few weeks ago. We loved that show. Every week interviewed another celebrity and asked penetrating questions that made them think hard. And we were watching one time when he asked Meryl Streep, if there is a God and if there is a heaven and you are walking up to the gates of heaven and all of us, what do you hope that you will hear God say? And just like that, she said, everybody in. <laughs> yes, isn't that what we all want? Everybody in. It's what the thief on the cross wanted. It's what Mary and Martha wanted to know about Lazarus. Everybody wants to know, am I going to get in? Are the people that I care about going to get in? Jesus says, come. And I said to a church the other day when I was preaching, I had to say I had a dream. I've had lots of sort of second coming dreams. You, you have something you're supposed to go and preach somewhere and you're not quite ready, not ready, not ready. And you just can't get there in time. And it's a metaphor for the second coming. But I've had actual second coming dreams. But in this dream, I had retired and we were in a tall building downtown Los Angeles. The 29th floor, this wonderful apartment. And it's Christmas Eve and it's midnight and our sons are there and their friends and girlfriends. And here we all are. Everyone's gone to bed and... And at midnight, the building begins to shake. And we pop up, and Hilda said, Dan, this is the big one. we got to get out. So Hilda and the boys begin to head down the fire escape steps. But I'm old, and I have a cane, and I go to the elevator to see if I can go down that way. And the elevator's closed. And so I struggle down the chair steps all the way down 29 floors. And by the time I come out, there is the bright light. The sky is lit up in the middle of the night. And it's not the big one. It is Jesus coming. It is a cloud. And there are Hilda and the boys and angels and all our friends and they're waving at me. They say, Dad, come on, hurry. We got to go. They're leaving. And I look around. There's no angel. You got to have an angel to take you up to the cloud. And there's no angel. And the thought hit me. I didn't make it. Somehow I got taken off the list and I'm just not going to make it. And I'm going to, they're going to do heaven without me. When all of a sudden, an angel came running around the corner, all out of breath. I've been looking for you. I went up to your house, but you weren't there. Come on, let's go. Come. Come. The greatest word I've lived my life waiting to hear. Come. Come. May you hear that word as we finish this message on what's going on. We're living in a crazy time. Jesus says, come. The Spirit says, come. I want to take you to another place. Someday, this is what's going on now is a marker and a sign that we're closer to that word come than we've ever been before. This is God Talk, and I hope you'll come back to us next week. God bless you.